Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Where are the Brisbane Bullets at is one of the questions I've been asking on the program for a couple of weeks. It's been an extraordinary start to the year because it really an extraordinary last 18 months to two years when you take into consideration COVID and how that's affected not only the Bullets but all sport. But this year has been something extraordinary. Just the four wins so far. They sit second bottom on the table. They're into their third coach after just, what, 14 games of the season. Greg Davis, one of Queensland's leading journalists, uh, has been following basketball for many years and has been at all the Brisbane Bullets home games. And he'll be there again tomorrow night as they take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix. And I thought we should chat with him to find out what he thinks of where the Bullets are at and what the future holds. Morning, Greg. How are you? Morning, Potsy. How are you, mate? I'm well. Um, I, I sort of feel for the players at the Bullets because they're giving it everything. They've had a tough two years and they're now on their third coach. Yeah, it's 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 nothing but a shambles at there at the moment. You know, basket case, amateur hour, debacle, balls up, whichever one you want to use, Potsy. But uh, it, the, the joint's basically imploded the last few weeks and the uh, CEO, Peter McLennan, remains the invisible man. We still haven't heard from him. There's still been no explanation about what's been going on to the fans, to the sponsors, and just to the general public. But uh, the, the, the seeds and the seeds were sown for this a while back, though, Potsy. The, whoever signed off on the fixture, for example, Brisbane had 10 of their first 15 games away. So it was doomed. It, it felt like the season was doomed. Some would suggest that James Duncan wasn't the right man for the job to begin with. He lost the group. Uh, he was, he was, you know, he was, he was sacked. And I thought the club made a good decision, a strong decision to appoint Sam McKinnon as interim head coach. But the club even managed to to, to uh, mess that one up. But at the moment, yeah, you're right. They're second last. They're four and eleven. They're on a four game losing streak. Uh, the only reason they're not last is because Illawarra have only won two games. Um, and Illawarra, yeah, and Illawarra it, are worse than the Bullets. Because they're, the, yeah. they're two of the games that the Bullets have won. Now, the, a couple of points you raised there, yeah. um, and I mentioned this on the program uh, yesterday, uh, The fact, even the last three games, the Bullets, they've been to Melbourne to take yeah. on Melbourne United. Then they had to go to Cairns to play Cairns. Then they, were in yeah. Adela- then they went to Adelaide. That's just their last three games in the last week. Well, I remember looking at the fixture and thinking that, that this is, I mean, when they had Aaron Baines, they're not going to go any good this year because 10 of the first 15 away, it's mm. whoever signed off on that. And I know that uh, it must have, it must have been the CEO, but I know certain, I know some people in the club didn't, weren't aware of the fixture, but it was just a terrible decision to sign off on that. You can push back on that. You can tell the head office, hang on, this isn't fair. Um, so it, it has been a really tough run. Then you have injuries as well. Um, it's it's it feels like it's been doomed from the start, uh, unfortunately, because there was so much promise around it when they got Tyler Johnson from the States and, of course, Aaron Baines coming back to Australia. Yeah, and Sam McKinnon, the point you make is right. He was on the program last week or the week before uh, with Patton Hills and talking about taking over as coach, saying how much he enjoyed it. He didn't come out and specifically say 
that he would like to continue. But he, he more or less said it without saying it, if that makes sense, that he's happy doing mm. the coaching role and it's something he's enjoying and I wouldn't mind doing it. And within days, days of him saying that, he's back mm. doing the general manager's job. I don't care. Yeah, no, I was that no, well, it, basically the bottom line there, Potts, he, he was lowballed by the club. He was offered, he was offered a contract. He, you're right, he was keen to do it. He was keen to keep going. He was enjoying the thrill of the competition again after being general manager. Um, I mean, remember, Sammy has been as general manager of basketball. He, part of his job is dealing with contracts. So I think he knows a dud deal when he sees it. Mm. And I think that there was, it, was a, it was a short-term contract. He had to give up his GM of basketball role and... He, um, yeah, and it was, and I mean, the, the job security just just wasn't there, and I'm sure, without seeing it, I'm sure there would have been clauses there that would have been red flags for him, and it's unfortunate because he would have been an ideal choice to be the head coach. You think about how crowded and how competitive the sporting market here is, Potsy. You, you and I both know that. Mm. Now, just to get on to get in a newspaper to get on a radio show, it, it's it's a finite amount of space. And Sam's got credibility. Sam's got basketball knowledge. He's got, he does have a coaching background that not a lot of people are aware of. And in, the, in, the, in this crowded sporting marketplace in Brisbane, he, gives, he, he, he provides a figurehead for the club. He knows what he's talking about. And now um, he would have been an ideal choice. because And, and the, the staff and the players and everyone at the club wanted him to be head coach. But it was put to him by the ownership and the CEO that they had to he had to relinquish the GM job and left, left him with no choice. And then Greg Vanderjack was appointed. So there's been this power struggle between the CEO and Sam has been reported. And, you know, why not give more power to Sam McKinnon? Because he knows what he's doing. Well, give he's, it to him. Give him the job, see how he goes. Yeah, well, his job title is general manager of basketball. There should be that, – that in itself suggests that he should be the one running the basketball side of things and the CEO is overlooking mm. the business side of the things potentially and mm. and Sam is in charge. End of story. I mean, yeah. uh, well, uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it beggars belief why, why they haven't given a man who's, I mean, he's an NBL great, a two-time Olympian, give him a go, like give him the reins, give him that, that power. But the problem with the ownership set up at the moment is it's, the owners are based over overseas. They're, I mean, and the club has to go back and forth to ask permission to make decisions. I think moving forward, for me, that's the solution. They need to install a CEO who knows basketball that they can just give him the reins and say, "You run it." And so there doesn't have to be this constant back and forth for the ownership for permission. But, but, it, but it hang on a second, like... hang on. Who, whose fault's that then? Is that the owners wanting the back and forward, or the CEO? not having the gumption or the understanding to make those decisions, then being allowed to run the business. So who's, who's fault at fault there? I think, I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. Posse. I think, I think the owners have to relinquish a bit of control and they need, and they need a CEO who's got a basketball background and so they can make those decisions. That's, you go way back to when the Bullets re-entered the NBL in 2016. Of the four CEOs they've had, they've only had one who knew anything about basketball. And, that, and they need someone who, I mean, you look at someone, let's, let's use the Brisbane Lions, for example, someone like Greg Swan, who mm. knows the industry backwards, who knows the sport, who, like I remember when they sacked Justin Lepich, Greg Swan faced a press conference that day. It was, he, he showed strength, he showed leadership, and he showed footy knowledge. And that's what the bullets are lacking. So I think they need, I think they need a CEO who can steer the ship with a bit of strength and a bit of authority. And the owners need to sort of, 
change up how they're thinking as well because one, the one thing that's also been a constant since the club came back in is that they've been running on the smell of an oily rag. So they have been, you know, the shoestring budget hasn't allowed them to compete with the other clubs in the competition. I mean, they can say in press releases that they want the club to be a powerhouse, yada, 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 mm. but they're not prepared to put their money where their mouth is. And so Sam's actually done a great job as GM to attract the likes of Nathan Sobey, to attract the likes of Aaron Baines and uh, a couple of great imports that they couldn't keep because the, the owners wouldn't loosen the purse strings to give them a pay rise. So uh, I, I just, I, at the moment, the club is a basket case. So they just need a bit of clarity and a bit of leadership and put the right people in place. And to me, I think a lot of these problems go away if they restructure it and put a guy like Sam McKinnon back in charge. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And if it's not done soon... Players like Aaron Baines and Nathan Sobey and Jason Kadee, uh, who's another one, they'll be saying, well, where's the door? This is not doing anything for yep. my career. I'm not staying here. And then you've got a club that will pretty much be on the brink. If it wasn't for Sam McKinnon, Aaron Baines, Nathan Sobey and Jason Kadee at the moment with their profile and, and what they bring to the club, no one would have a clue about the Brisbane Bullets. No, and that's the sad thing, Pottsy's Pete. Basketball people are disengaging from it. I mean, I, I'm, I've got a heap of mates who are, love the bullets who are around. You know, look, as many moons ago when I was just a young fella, Potsy, I, I had Leroy Loggins' poster mm. on my wall. Like, I love the bullets. Um, and they're just they're losing touch with the basketball community. They're losing, and that's the shame about this whole debacle is that the ever decreasing number of people who care. And that's the and when when people replace being outraged with not caring, that's that's a problem. And they have to re-engage with the basketball community, re-engage with yeah the media, with the corporate side. I mean, they're going all right there, but I think the crowds are okay on weekends, but midweek they've been half full. They just need they they just need to do something to arrest this slide into irrelevance. Because I mean, the 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 way they're heading is they're sort of approaching somewhere where the roar are at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, slide into into irrelevance is a very valid point that you make, and and they've got they've got these players, and that one of the issues that obviously basketball has though too, uh, Greg, is that you know there's only a roster of what ten players, um, and mm. you know maybe three of those are your your rookies etc who don't get any game time, so. Mm. The, the load falls on Aaron Baines and Nathan Sobey. And we've had Aaron Baines on the program a few times this year. We haven't had Sobes yet, but, um, you know, James Duncan was very good with his time. Sam McKinnon's very good. Mm. But, you know, there's only a handful. But we do have two of the biggest names in Australian basketball playing for the Brisbane Bullets in Nathan Sobey and Aaron Baines. Um, and they need to be playing in a side that it, at least – uh, at the start of the year, they were, were in games. They were getting beaten, but they were in games. Now they're not even in games. <laughs> now, the, the loss to Adelaide was very disappointing, 31 points. So lucky they only lose by that much. But there was a bit made about there was a, a clash between Baines and Sobey um, uh, during that Adelaide loss. And I don't, I'm not worried about that. That just shows that those two blokes still care. Mm. That To me, they, they still care and they still want to win. And remember, too, um, when Aaron Baines was in hospital in Tokyo after that career-threatening fall... Uh, it was Nathan Sobey who pretended to be a, a member of the uh, the Australian Olympic medical staff who snuck into the Tokyo hospital to deliver him his bronze medal. So I don't think there's any problems between those two. And they're, they're good fellas. And, um, you know, I, th- I know Nathan Sobey is, a, is, a, is such a fierce and such a focused competitor and be killing him that the, the Bullets aren't having a successful season. And, 
you're right. There was a bit of there was a bit of bit of sort of positivity around the bullets when they got Baines and they got Tyler Johnson, the American from the NBA, and it just hasn't happened. Um, 0-5 start, which you know they, they weren't embracing the game plan being put forward by Duncan. Uh, so that's why there was some who had question marks about him being appointed in the first place. And you see someone like CJ Bruton, who's doing well down in Adelaide now, who was in Brisbane. So maybe that was a decision that the ownership and the local admin got wrong to begin with. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's sad because there, there is a place in the in, in Brisbane's sporting heart for the Bullets Potsy. So uh, to, to, they need to sort of to, you know, fix it, fix this, and fix it quickly. Otherwise, um, yeah, would, as, as I said before, slide into irrelevancy. Yeah, you're right. They're, particularly now they play in summer, there's an opportunity for, and if they can grow again and, and have a goal of, okay, we want to get back to the convention centre, for you know, for example. And so people on a Saturday night mm. or a Sunday afternoon can come into South Bank, uh, watch a game of basketball, go out for dinner or vice versa, you know, get that vibe about mm. as opposed to going to, you know, Nissan Arena out at Mount Cravat. Um, in the middle of nowhere, mm. uh, in a stadium that uh, the ownership of the NBL says too small as well. Um, just before I let you go, they are playing tomorrow night. You will be there. The Bullets in South East Melbourne Phoenix. Are we any chance? Uh, I would say no, because the Phoenix were involved in an absolute cracking game uh, on the weekend against Sydney, the reigning champs. They beat them. Uh, Mitch Creek uh, got 40-odd. Um, I think if the Phoenix bring anywhere near their A game, they'll take care of business against the Bullets because yeah, they, they go really well. The Phoenix, so I think that they're going to they're destined for the playoffs. And Mitch Creek is in some red hot form. So uh, you love to. Uh, all, I think all you want to see from the Bullets is a bit of fight. And I Have think a the crack. Players now need to just just need to rally around each other and go. Yep, the front office is a shambles. But we don't know what's going on, but what we can control is what happens on the court. So you'd like to see. Um, I mean, they're a proud group. They're a good group of guys, and but they've been put through the ringer with some very poor leadership from uh, the bosses. So hopefully they can just sort of rally together and uh, yeah, show us a little something-something against a very good team. Now, I know you're the wrong person to ask, but we've got yep. uh, the first time this year, we've got a sporting event on Christmas Day in Australia. Sydney Kings, Melbourne yep. United in Sydney. Um if you were in Sydney, I know you're a I know you're a basketball person, so I'm asking the wrong person. But, I am. But would you go on Christmas Day? No, I still wouldn't go. No. no okay. No. Well, that's I interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I thought I, you would. I, I, there, would, there wouldn't be a house to come home to if I went. <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine that. I, I like I like the I like Christmas. I think I'm not sure what time of day it's on Christmas. Five thirty. Five thirty. It's a five thirty start yeah. time. Yeah, it may not, no Christmas though. Yeah. I'm 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 sacred. It's sacrosanct. We've already got yeah, stuff on Good NBL, Friday. Yeah, that's just the NBL trying to be trying to be like the mini NBA because yes. Christmas Day games in the NBA is a thing, and that's just the NBL just trying to copy that. That's yeah. all that is. It's an American thing. The NFL play Christmas Day as well. I think the Packers are playing Christmas Day uh, this year as well. So, yeah, they anyway, do it over there. Yeah, they, they do, do it over there. Yep, yeah. let's leave it over there. So the Bullets have got the Phoenix uh, tomorrow night, 6.30 Nissan Arena. Then on next Tuesday, they take on the Wildcats um, at uh, 6.30 p.m., and then they go back to Adelaide to take on the 36ers two days later. So that doesn't help them as well. So they've got two at home and then a day off to travel to Adelaide to take on the 36ers on the 29th of December. Mate, thanks very much for your time. Much appreciated. Enjoy the game tomorrow night and have hope you and the family have a great Christmas. 
You too, Potsy. Thanks for having me on. Good on you, mate. Greg Davis, one of uh, Brisbane's leading journalists and uh, Queensland's best basketball journalist as well with an update there on the Brisbane Bullets.